0: Right, we're back for episode 12 hello hello i'm, I'm joel
1: you i i speak first oh you think everybody you knows no i'm joel i'm
0: emery emery i mean emily
1: you gotta say it right
0: emery emery just never good enough for you
1: it's not steppy game up shoddy
0: So episode 12 wow yeah that's like
1: six times two
0: You're really good at math. Three times
1: four. Holy poop sickle. That's three months.
0: It is three months. It is a little crazy sometimes thinking about it, to be honest. TBH. TBH. OMG. The boys in the OMG. Cray cray. Right? O-M-G, mom. O-M-G. Just wait until
1: they're teenagers.
0: Oh, God. Not looking forward to those years. (gasps) I love my children. Not looking forward to those years. So what's new with you this week? What's going on? Not
1: a whole lot, man. Just been chilling.
0: The boys came back home. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm feeling better. I I still can't seem to shake this cough. But they really needed to move back home. So got the boys again.
1: You just need those good drugs, huh?
0: Thank God for that inhaler.
1: Told you you needed it. The whole week and a half before? You're like, no, I don't need it. Don't need it. Get the I inhaler. I it for 50 bucks. Or Gird, I feel so much better. 30. I'm
0: broke. No, it was 50 at Walmart. It was 30. And... No, it was more. You're wrong. Who's you the don't know. They didn't talk to... they Who's the pharmacy technician? Who's the farm tech? you, so.
1: Who is the farm tech?
0: Anyway, but I ended up getting it for free, so the fuck ever. You're welcome. After chest x-rays. It's fun. Yeah, so it's been an interesting week. But the boys, they're back home. Woo. Woo. Yeah, I felt like I was getting better. Like my energy level was getting better. And, and then, then children entered back. your life again. <laughs> no, not. Yeah, went right back to I can't breathe and I don't have any energy and I feel like I can't move.
1: Can back to the negatives.
0: And then the cough. Yeah. At least I don't have the muscle aches, the fever, or the headache anymore. That's a plus.
1: That's a plus. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking maybe we could, because we were talking about it earlier, do a little thanks to the people who are really on the front line during all this. I know we don't currently have a huge amount of listeners, but maybe someday they'll listen to this and they'll know that they're appreciated. They get it it from TV, they get it from everybody else, but it doesn't hurt for us to say thank you to anybody that's working the grocery stores and the supermarkets or gosh, even the people that are fixing cars still or working at gas stations and they're really there face to face with people every day and taking care of us for the things that we really need to keep this country going even the slightest bit.
1: You know, real homies. The OGs.
0: They are. What would we do without them right now? We would be fucked.
1: Was that again? Fucked. Damn.
0: Did you like face that one with that? I did. Yeah. So thank you guys. It's... Danke. A, a ridiculous situation that they've been put into. Uh... You, do you, you know Spider-Man? Not with, personally, with but I know of With great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And they are, right now, Spider-Man. They have this power. They could just stay home. But... They don't. They go in and they help us. And they're there when we need them.
1: Shouts out to you. We give you a high five. Ready? Three, two, one.
0: Thanks, y'all. That piqued my mic out. (laughs) I know. I'm such a loud clapper. So what are you drinking tonight? I know I bought you something, but I can't remember what it was. Take a guess. Is it Golden Monkey? It is. Okay. Couldn't remember if that was what it was called.
1: It's my favorite, mostly because it's nine and a half percent. Also, kind of because it tastes good.
0: And it's beer, yay! Yay! We also found out today when we were checking out that Wegmans has a limit on what you can buy.
1: (laughs) We've never bought that much before, apparently.
0: Not from Wegmans. I am drinking. What is the name of this? It's really good. It's a rosé, and I fucking love rosés. It's a rosé from Provence. France, which is important because Provence knows what they're doing when it comes to roses. This If is, you send
1: us PA or California wine, she won't drink it.
0: No, I will. No, I'll drink California. I'm not drinking PA wine. I've send had us PA, PA wine. It. I don't send need us to PA wine. I like Cali wine. But this is Chateau Vignoleux. It looks like Vigny Lauer. I don't know. But it's Vignoleux.
1: Did you search that up on Google?
0: I sure as hell did.
1: Just so you'd be able to pronounce it for this? Uh-huh. Sure did. <laughs> I know you too well.
0: I think it's important to try and pronounce things properly if you can or as close to just do them some justice, right? Make an attempt. Sure. I got some fun facts for you today. Of course you do. I always do. and <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun with this. You're good that way. <laughs> so today we're doing... Um, The theme of this episode is kind of PA legends, PA haunts, so I looked up some weird facts about PA, and these are things that I didn't know. I thought they were pretty cool. So the state insect is the firefly. Isn't that cute?
1: The firefly?
0: Yeah, the lightning bug. I definitely wouldn't
1: have thought it was a firefly. I don't know that I ever knew what...
0: I didn't even know states had insects, like a state insect. I knew they had a state bird and a state flag and a state flower, and that was it.
1: I wonder if there's like a state gecko.
0: A state that has a gecko?
1: If each state has their own species of gecko.
0: I would imagine probably not.
1: What about amphibians?
0: Maybe. Mammals. Oh, that would be us, duh.
1: Us as in you and I or us as in humans?
0: Us as in humans.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Please. Humans hate humans. You think we'd pick ourselves?
0: Yeah, because we're also <laughs> fucking egos. <laughs> so the the I did the firefly. There is a PA law that forbids singing in the bathtub, which I would fucking fail at. It's bullshit. How would you like? How do you enforce that shit? Do you bust into somebody's house when they're, they're in the bathtub?
1: why is that even a thing
0: who knows like laws generally
1: become something because because somebody did something stupid while they were doing it
0: you know what it makes me think of it makes me think of pissy old guys that run hoa's homeowner associations and they're like you can't put daffodils in your front yard they can only go in your backyard that's what it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) like why this is fucking stupid Maybe Did it you was just the, into the
1: market. Maybe it was the AOA, the Apartment Owners Association. Because you definitely hear that.
0: People are weird. Can you
1: take a mind. shower and sing?
0: I guess so, but not, not take a, a bath.
1: bath. It must be from before. Loopholes. It
0: must predate showers. But, like, why? Who fucking cares? There must have been somebody that was just such a, an atrocious singer. <laughs> that their neighbor was like, I need to get this passed into law.
1: Thanks a lot, Gertrude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the most haunted house in the U.S. was once considered to be the Congolier House on Ridge Street in Pittsburgh. I did a little bit of research on that house. It was some interesting history and lore behind it, but I think none of it ends up being true, but it's still a cool story. So look it up Congolier House, Ridge Street, Pittsburgh. Once the most haunted house in America. Were
1: they the answers?
0: No, I was like, um, I think there was a man and his wife, a husband and wife that lived there and their maid, and the husband had an affair with the maid, so the wife found out and she went crazy and killed them all with a butcher knife.
1: It's a good way to do it.
0: Right. And then shortly after that, in the late 1800s, um, a serial killer moved into the property and did murders there until he was caught. And then it was like the descendants of the first family that owned the house, the Congoliers. They moved back into the property and they had some mysterious, unfortunate deaths on the property. So, but it's all myth.
1: You didn't get my joke. What? That was just a joke and you went into a rant.
0: I've been at the wine for a while. What? What was your joke?
1: Are they dancers?
0: <laughs> Why? Is that a joke?
1: Say the name again.
0: Congolier. Oh, you mean like Congo Line? Yeah, I w- did not pick up on that at all. I breezed right over it.
1: <laughs> you bring this family. This great is, shame.
0: This is more proof that I'm the funny one and you're not. Yeah, right. You just don't know how to appreciate <laughs> shit. The world's largest furry convention occurs annually in Pittsburgh. You want to go?
1: I heard you bought us tickets.
0: To the furry convention.
1: You think I'm joking?
0: Those are different people. Yeah. There's furry porn. That's special?
1: You think I'm special?
0: Are you into furry porn? Have you been (laughs) on furry porn? Have
1: I been on furry porn? Is there something I don't know about you? Just don't look in my closet.
0: Ew. (laughs) I'm moving on. No. Ugh. The oldest known site of human habitation in North America is in Meadowcroft Rock Shelter, which is in Washington County, and it dates back 16,000 years. And I thought that was really fucking cool. The oldest record of people in this country is in Pennsylvania. Wow. That's our home.
1: But everybody knows that the Lord didn't bring humans to this earth until...
0: 4,000 years ago, right? Or something like that? I thought
1: it was like 33, 3,200 we probably just lost all of our listeners thumper. with the furry and the Jesus comment.
0: <laughs> okay, I've told people that you were about to get laid on this show, and you've talked about aliens sticking things up your butt. So I'm pretty sure they're sticking around for the furry convention.
1: <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Getting laid would attract the furries, but do you think? Sure, either.
0: Do you think the furry convention confuses aliens? No. They come down for people, and what if they show up at the convention, and all they find are people dressed as animals, and they're I'm like, what the fuck shell-less. is going on here? Maybe. Did I get high before I dropped into this atmosphere? I wonder what like, the statistics on? are
1: on Furry abductions versus human abductions. Mm,
0: that's a good question. Maybe that's a really good way of hiding it. Who You don't need the foil hat, right? You don't need the tinfoil hat. You actually need a furry costume. Right. Dress up as... What are they? Trash bandits These or These are the
1: questions that keep me up at night.
0: I want to be a raccoon. No, you don't. Why not?
1: A furry raccoon or a real raccoon?
0: Like a furry raccoon. Why? I don't know. Well, you
1: wouldn't have to do eyeliner then.
0: I never do eyeliner anyway. Are you kidding? I'm so lazy anymore. This... Basic-ass bitch. The whole virus has given me the excuse to be dirty as shit. Right? Like, like I am embracing the no-shampoo movement.
1: People's skin is probably just like, yes, keep it up.
0: It's true. Honestly, since stopping putting on makeup and I'm just using the conditioner, not shampoo, I mean, I've washed everything else. But when it comes to the hair, I've been letting that <laughs> thing go natural. It's been so happy.
1: You Even your butt hair.
0: Well, I don't normally apply shampoo or conditioner to butt hair. Typically, I, do. I, do. I wonder if that would make it really so soft. Like, could you good. braid your butt hair if you put conditioner on
1: it? I don't think butt hair would be long enough to braid. Yours might be. Debatable. <laughs> if I didn't <laughs> Is wear, If we I didn't wear this? underwear or pants for a while, well, dude, imagine the dingleberries with braided butt hair.
0: It might actually prevent dingleberries. I don't think it would. No, you think they'd be stuck on there?
1: Yes. It would probably trap more.
0: Uh, what's your logic behind that? I mean, they would. it would be a plate as opposed to a whole bunch of loose hairs for it to get stuck into.
1: A plate?
0: Apparently, I have my ringer on. <laughs> Hang on a second. Penis. Yeah, it's like a... a it's a plate, so... It's not like a bunch of. What are you loose talking hairs. about? A plate. So, a braid is a plate. It's called a plate.
1: It's not literally a P-L-A-I-T. plate.
0: P L A I T. Not P L A T E.
1: Okay, it doesn't make any difference.
0: It's smooth. It's not a whole bunch of loose hairs. Maybe to when get you have
1: on. 800 hairs going into a braid.
0: Do you have dingleberry issues that you're not telling me about?
1: You know about my dingleberry issues.
0: Unfortunately, I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now everybody else. Oh my else god.
0: Does. Speaking of dingleberries. So you remember how a couple of weeks ago we did the biology thing for the boys? So it's like the it, we got them this fun thing at Walmart. It's just like home biology kit. And Joel made media to put into the little plates and they were going to Which is
1: what makes the bacteria grow.
0: Yeah, so it's basically food. Media is the food. It's just sugar and some starches and stuff. So he makes the media puts it in the plates and the idea is to you take these Q-tips and you swab different parts of your body like your hands and your nose and you try to figure out what's what's really gross and <laughs> they were looking at him today and they were so obsessed with my oldest butt crack it was hysterical i couldn't stop laughing <laughs> they were just it's pink what is this what's growing <laughs> in my butt crack
1: did it grow anymore
0: yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they didn't grow a whole lot. I mean, we're three weeks out now, so the media is probably pretty much used up and tired and dried anyway. Yeah, but I, thought I really it was funny. do
1: wonder what is growing in his butt crack.
0: Little boys are nasty. That's why I told him to stop biting his fingernails. I told him that every time he bites his fingernails, because that kid likes to stick his fingers down his pants and scratch his butt crack. I uh, said, "You're eating your butt crack when you bite your fingernails. It's a Little
1: boy thing. It just makes you stronger.
0: What? Eating your fingernails?
1: Eating your butt crack fingernails. Yes.
0: Eating your own butt crack? Yeah. That's so nasty. <laughs> like, I love you, kid. Please don't kiss why me do you after this. Why do you think
1: your <laughs> immune system is weak? Because you don't chew system? on your fingernail butt crack.
0: No, it's because my spinal cord's all fucked up.
1: That does not. It's a thing. I don't think so. I don't know for sure, so I can't say it's not, but doesn't make sense to me
0: (laughs) i think we've been at this a little while wow okay it's not too bad but 17 18 minutes Mm -hmm. in
1: so we've had our drinks
0: we're on our way to being a a little drunk i'm pretty drunk you are pretty drunk
1: you better drink some water this
0: wine is so good i did put a glass of water out but good girl now it's time for the, the
1: dead. Stop. I told you last time. I know. That it was ever too much again. fun. I
0: had to do it again.
1: <laughs> did it again. You're not getting laid tonight. Time for the dead. <clears throat> That's what you get. You're beautiful. And I blew it in. I mouth.
0: love your face. I don't necessarily love the sounds that come out of your face. You're fucking rude. <laughs> so am I going first this time? I went first last time. Go ahead. All right. All right.
1: I know you're itching to tell us.
0: It's probably better I do it now because if I keep going, if I listen to yours first, I'm gonna be trashed by the time we get to my story. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. I love wine by the way. So I titled mine Uh Why Pennsylvania?
1: Why? Why?
0: Why? Why Pennsylvania? Why? Why? Why Pennsylvania is the gateway to hell?
1: I could have told you that.
0: But I actually like, I really like Pennsylvania. I do. I like living here. It's not the best state. It's not the best anything ever, but it's horrible. I enjoy Pennsylvania. I enjoy Erie. Excuse me. That's probably,
1: your brain's probably messed up because of your spinal cord.
0: It's a pretty place. And it's quiet and it's cheap because everybody's broke as fuck.
1: Have you lived in Erie before? It's not quiet.
0: It ain't New York. It ain't Pittsburgh.
1: Hey, well, that does it. no
0: yeah it takes like five minutes to get out of the city so it's cool anyway so why Pennsylvania is the gateway to hell shut up and listen to my story so you know how I normally start off every no. story with your dick
2: <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> I usually start every story with a history of wherever I'm talking about uh-huh. this time. I didn't. I looked up the history. Shit,
1: are you okay? I know, right? Is it your spine again?
0: It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I breezed over it because I just I didn't have time to include it because I found so much other good shit I wanted to include. And I've been so excited about doing this episode all week. Once I found this stuff, uh-huh. I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: wow, your I, mouth didn't even move at all. all I right. was
0: so excited. <laughs> so when I was looking up legends about PA one of the most popular legends is um is about the seven gates of hell in Hellam Township I'd never heard of this before so the gates are supposedly located in the woods found off of Trout Run Road and an old dirt path that's now known as Toad Road that runs into the woods so there's there's the regular road and then there's the dirt kind of dirt gravel path that runs into the road where is it, trout or run? Into the woods Not here.
1: That sounds really familiar.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we have Trout Run near here, don't we? Maybe. But this is on the other side of the state. This is on the eastern side. This is over in York County, so it's not close to here. We also have places named Mill Creek and Fairview because we're really fucking original and northeast, so naming it Trout Run is probably not that unique. (laughs) I'm just saying, whoever named our area didn't do a good job of doing it originally. What the fuck is that? And where did it come from?
1: My belly button. Ew. That is so (laughs) nasty. What the fuck is that? I've been working.
0: (laughs) Okay, calm down. (laughs) It's
1: going to be a trip for you
0: to listen to. This is going to be great. Okay. Now that we've gotten past your belly button. (laughs) Whatever the fuck (laughs) is growing in there. (laughs) There are a few origins, few origins, few versions of this origin story. And, okay, so there's like at least three that I found. One says that an odd, possibly psychotic doctor lived back in the woods and decided to decorate by putting up several gates along a path that runs really deep into the woods. So that would be like Toad Road. Why he decided to decorate like this, who fucking knows. As we witnessed driving through South Carolina, people put some weird shit in their yards. Mm-hmm. Right? People do weird gates, stuff with their property. Gates, though?
1: Like, you have to pass through the gate to see the next one. How is that a decoration?
0: You'll see, getting later into the story, that the gates are not close together. At all. So it's not like you see you go through one gate and immediately see the next one. You have to search for this shit.
1: Right, I get that, but like,
0: well, I'm not I'm saying, saying that it was a decoration. Like a decoration. I'm saying he put them up, and why? Who fucking knows? Because people do stupid shit to their yards. Facts, right? People do weird shit. People like to put up the the old ladies in their bloomers, bending over. Why? Nobody wants to look at a fat old lady's ass.
1: Speak for your fucking self is that on that, what that you one. Want
0: to look at in bloomers. Jesus Christ! Like, there's why? Why is that in the front yard? I don't get it. Or flamingos in Alaska. Put those in your front yard. Makes sense, right?
1: Maybe they're trying to bring a little bit of sunshine to their lives.
0: Maybe. But people put weird shit in their yards is my point. I get that. Okay. So, doctor. We've got the doctor out of the way. That's basically his origin story. Some crazy ass doctor lived in a lived in a property, lived in a, like a mansion or house back in the woods. Put up some gates for the fuck of it. Um, another origin story says that an asylum was built in a remote location back in the woods. So, uh, the idea of building it back there was that it could isolate all the less desirable characters from the rest of the world. So, they want to keep all the crazy people away, right? Which I was thinking about when I was reading it. I thought it was really different than, remember how I did Bethlehem Royal Hospital out in London? Uh Uh-huh. And that thing was smack in the middle of the city and they used the people in there as entertainment. Whereas, supposedly, this asylum was to kind of hide people away from the world. I thought that was kind of interesting that the, the different takes on how to treat the insane or the less desirable, not even necessarily insane, right? All right. So we know how asylums work. So, supposedly, at some point in the late 1800s, a fire broke out at the asylum and the whole place burns down. And uh, since it was built in such a remote location, firefighters couldn't get their horse and buggy fire carts out there with water. So um, they couldn't extinguish the flames and a lot of patients perished in the fire in the building. And those that escaped were either recaptured or beaten or killed.
1: What a fucking way to go.
0: Yeah, right? So the theory is that some of the gates were built to capture the inmates that had escaped to kind of fence them in. But I think that's a little bit ridiculous because they're going to be fucking running. How quickly can you get those gates out? Right. <laughs> Others say that the gates were already there, and because they were kept closed, they trapped the inmates, making it easier to capture and kill them, which makes more sense. How to big me. are these gates? They're big ass gates. They're big gates. But I don't, Is like, if like you don't have a fence the whole fucking gates? way around, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't write this, sh- this the legend. I'm just writing about the legend and there aren't that many details. It's just whatever people are saying nowadays. I don't think it's even that old of a legend to be quite honest. Quite. To be quite honest. Wide. So the inmates that were trapped there now their sore- sores back up so now the inmates that were there, their souls are trapped and they they haunt the gates. That's the theory anyway, right? And then the final origin story, which is one that I find really interesting and you'll see why. So the final origin story says that there was once a house on the property that has since been demolished and a family lived there back in the 1950s. So it wasn't that long ago. In the 1950s, the husband lost his mind for some reason. It doesn't really... No legend says why. There's no detail, but he loses his mind, and he murders his wife and children with a shotgun. And then the legend says that he then dragged their bodies outside and impaled them on the spikes from the gates, which is fucked up, man. And then the house to
1: take the bodies,
0: to drag them outside and then impale them. Like it's fucked up enough to shoot your whole family with a shotgun, and then to be like, you know what? I feel like decorating my lawn with the bodies of my family.
1: Maybe the doctor was on to something. There.
0: Those are some nasty-ass lawn decorations. First, <laughs> you're going to put up seven random-ass gates, and then you're going to throw your family's bodies up on them. But, and then you got to uh... clean it
1: up later. And... Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Impractical.
0: Yeah. To say the least. So, the house... Uh, the house was left as it was the day of the murder... So all the furniture, all the food on the table, whatever, right? House is left as it was the day of the murder, which included the bullet holes in the walls and garage doors until it was eventually demolished. So nobody went in and did anything to the property until it was torn down. So those are the origin stories of the seven gates of hell. I then wanted to know why are they considered gates to hell? It's said that the only gate which can be seen during daylight is the first one, and all all the others can only be seen at night. And then it gets a little weirder. (laughs) If someone passes through all seven gates, they're supposed to come face-to-face with the burned-out shell of the asylum, apparently, even though we have two other origin stories, as they find themselves in hell. So, supposedly no one's passed beyond the fifth gate and returned to speak of what they saw. So how do we know what they're seeing at the seventh gate, right? Like if nobody can come back, how do you know what they're seeing at gate seven? How do you even know it's a gate to hell? How do you not know it's a gate into the veil? How do you not know it's just like sends you to another fucking planet? What is it? How do you know it's a gate to hell?
1: I don't know. Maybe the devil wrote it or the aliens wrote it.
0: It's written somewhere. In Pennsylvania, there shall be seven gates to hell. And if thou walk through the seventh gate, thou shalt burn in hell for eternity.
1: And see an asylum.
0: Yes. Apparently, that is history. It is written. It is
1: in the making
0: still. (sighs) Where was I? So why why seventh gate why why is it hell why is it an asylum who fucking knows right so the rumors are that when you go through the first gate there's only kind of there's a few spirits there they hang out right near the first gate but the more that you go through the more the more gates that you pass through the more spirits you encounter and the more crowded it kind of gets with the souls of the dead so it gets kind of dark a little spooky.
1: So, why couldn't anybody ever pass the fifth? Is there too many souls to keep going? It's or they like get they get scared. Or no, they it, die?
0: it's like they just disappear. They get into the, they pass through the fifth gate, and then nobody sees them anymore. That's as far as anybody goes. Although I couldn't find any accounts of anybody actually trying to go through all these gates. Nothing. I Maybe mean, they just so, didn't live to tell what a tale. Urban legend is for you, right? So now. Now the area is considered to be cursed by a lot of people. Um, It's really hard to locate the first gate, but the people that do have reported the sense of evil and a feeling of death all around.
1: I wonder if you encountered the gate just randomly, like on a hike through the woods. I don't think so.
0: You'll see why, but it's on private property and the people who own the property put up a fuck ton of no trespassing signs. It is widely known. We'll even get into it. The Hellum Township puts it on their website that this is this is no trespassing. It's private property. You, you stay the fuck off it or you're going to get prosecuted kind of thing. Uh, so
1: Try prosecuting the devil.
0: That Yeah, you know what? That might be a bit of a challenge. Right. I wonder if we've ever done it in history and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Did we let him go? Did he walk? Probably. Probably. He's probably a fucking sweet talker. Christopher. Christopher?
1: What's his name? Lucifer.
0: <laughs> wow. Christopher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the devil used to be a saint? No, the
0: devil's new name is Christopher. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call from here on out. Sorry to all you Chris's out there, apparently now you're evil as shit. Yeah, you've always been
1: evil, Chris. <laughs> Sit the fuck down.
0: Okay. So apparitions are said to be seen all along the path and strange noises and screams are often heard and weird cold breezes are felt uh, even when the air is completely still. There are reports of cars that just stall out on the on um, Trout Run Road in front of the property. They'll they'll just stop, stall out, right? Because so that's what cars do. So what stall means? Stop. Yep. Yep. I talk Cease cars. To I do car things.
1: Their engine go poo-poo and the wheels don't turn anymore.
0: I can't even change oil in my cars anymore. I could change them back in the 90s and you keep these new cars. I don't know. There's so much shit in the way. I can't even change the oil anymore. It's
1: the same function, brother.
0: But it's all, there's all this other crap in the way. You don't like
1: drive a BMW, dude. The only you... people that fuck that shit up are Germans. They Nuh-uh. make you go through 30 dude, billion steps. Fucking
0: Honda, man. Honda fuck shit up. You can't get to anything. It took me like I couldn't get professionals to change headlights in that fucking car.
1: Or it cost you three hundred dollars.
0: It took a while because they couldn't figure out how to do it, <laughs> even though they've seen Hondas. Okay, so here's what Helm Township has to say about Legend. I thought this was really kind of interesting. They put it on their website, and um, the following is pulled directly from the website, so it's word for word. So okay, this says. Perhaps the most notorious of Hellum's mysterious and spooky places is that part of the township known as the Seven Gates of Hell. Apparently, the area in question is a wooded-off, trout-run road in the northwestern part of the township. All kinds of wild rumors are attached to the area. An insane asylum supposedly located there caught fire allowing the inmates to escape, but seven gates surrounding the asylum trapped them and many were burned or were killed or lived on to stalk and murder.
1: So they go with the asylum. They're staying theory.
0: with the asylum. I'm guessing that's the most popular. Another story links the seven gates to an eccentric local doctor who erected a large gate at the entrance of his property, and rumors sprang up that there was a series of gates beyond that beyond that one along a road leading deep into the woods with something mysterious hidden at the end of the road. It was said that no one who passed the fifth gate ever returned. Just as there seems to be no truth to the rumors about the seven gates of hell, no asylum ever existed there, and the local doctor had only one gate, and that was to keep out trespassers. So he was actually real, I found out. The doctor in the area Uh was real, and he did have a gate.
1: How would they know that he had a gate?
0: I'm sure they had records in the township. You erect shit. For a gate? Whatever. Uh, It's a small town. (laughs) Anyway. There is also no truth to the story that Hallam Township was named for hell. The fact is that our township's name is a corruption of the name Hallam, named for Hallam, England. Just a note, this area is private property. Trespassers will be prosecuted. So they really don't like this legend. They are not fans of the legend. (laughs) Apparently there are a lot of people that come down and, like, fuck around on the property. And it's private property, so I'm sure it's a bit of an issue for the town. I'd more.
1: capitalize that shit. Like twenty to. bucks, and if you can go through the woods. If you die, you die. It's not my fault. Sign the guest book.
0: So the idea of this show is drink drunk dead, right?
1: You don't like getting drunk.
0: I don't like getting drunk. You're right. I prefer so to get, get tipsy.
1: Drunk. Take some water first, baby.
0: Oh crrr. Oh crr. Cr- cr- oh crr. Cr- can't do it. You? No, you. Oh crr. <laughs> such a sad attempt. but you
1: can't roll your d's so fuck you
0: <laughs> what do you mean roll my d's you can't roll the d's what the fuck is rolling a d i've sure showed you before okay so i dug into it a little further and there is there's no real road that's named toad road although there is a movie named toad road that's about this and i'll get into that in a minute but um so, Toad Road pops up in the legend a lot. It's in every virgin... Virgin? <laughs> oh. Version of the legend. So... Is she um, still a
1: virgin Virgin? if it's in every single one of them?
0: Who's to say it's a she? It could be a he. Why does it have to be a she that's a virgin? Can't he be a virgin too? Wow. Not Need wow. Legit, come man. out of pocket for that one. Mm-mm. So, however... One local did speculate about how uh, the name may have ar- may have arisen for the area. And they said that, um, th- this is a local that had lived there for many years. They said that at the head of the trail into the woods, that's now the most popular version of the Seven Gates to Hell, there used to be two stone gargoyles that looked a lot like frogs or toads. And he thought that these might have inspired the locals to start calling it Toad Road. But the gargoyles disappeared back in the seventies, which is a really if I I've looked into other urban legends. It's like sixties and seventies when urban legends really started to pop up. I don't know why that era was like the urban legend era, but seventies panic panic. Seventies was crazy for urban legends. That's when a huge number of urban legends popped up. Just people
1: were tripping on shrooms and L S D and <laughs> Smoking massive amounts of marijuana. So was at Studio 54
0: they were all just fucked out of their minds. (laughs) Another local says that um, this is an account from a local. They said that they live really close to the site. And they tell of um, a bunch of satanic cults that visit it. And thrill seekers and hell seekers. So people who want to visit hell. Why you would want to visit hell, I don't fucking know. And then, of course, there's just general trespassers that won't leave the area alone. It's, you know, it's on private property. So trespassers, back the fuck off.
1: Keep GTFO.
0: So this person who happens to be a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator said that the gates were so problematic that they've been taken down by the owners. So they're not standing anymore. Um, they don't exist anymore. The, the first set of gates. Mm-hmm. Although the gates are gone, they feel that they've had personal experiences there, and they claim that when, they, when you drive past the area where the gates once stood, if you roll your windows down and you sit there and you wait, you'll feel like this cold wind blowing through your car, even if there's no wind outside or it's a swelteringly hot day, and there's no explanation for this cold wind that just kind of sweeps over you, huh. which I thought was cool. It's coming from a local... Right. You would think that locals don't want to support this legend at all. But this is local saying, maybe there's something else here. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like even if the gate was taken down, it would still, if it held significant, if it truly held significance just because the physical object itself wasn't there, it would still, you know, that location would hold its meaning.
0: Oh, yeah. Even without the gate there, for sure. If they're stuck to the land, then they're stuck there. So, um, a group of paranormal investigators visited the location. And I'm guessing that they must have visited it before the local that I just talked about lived there. Or, I'm not sure. But they said that they uh, visited, I can't speak it, the location. And said that the first gate was really hard to find because it's set back from a bend in the road a bit and it's not only overgrown by weeds and grass and shrubs but it's also flanked by two other gates why you would have three gates right next to each other i don't fucking know why why do you need three gates next to each other can you think of a time that you've seen three gates next to each other i can't
1: maybe it was cheaper to buy three gates than one gate and two pieces of fence
0: i'm buying in bulk (laughs) who knows it's cheaper this way so, one, get two free yeah, deal right. on <laughs> everybody needs at least three gates on their <laughs> property <laughs> so it was um, reading, reading that was a little bit weird and they said that it was kind of confusing um, but that it's the middle gate that is supposed to be the first gate to the seven gate portal to hell so they pass the first gate they don't go through it they go kind of between the gates around it and then The investigators described a clearing that's to the left of the first gate and they say that this this is where Wiccans um, use for meetings and ceremonies, which Wiccans aren't inherently dark. It's not like, even witchcraft isn't inherently dark, but people think of Wiccans and witches and they think, oh, they worship the devil and it's evil, blah, blah, blah. That's not true. I've known plenty of witches in my life and they're not like that, but.
1: You're hanging with a tough crowd, huh?
0: I have had an eclectic group of friends, I will say that. So anyway, you see the Wiccan ceremonial area. You have to keep walking way past that and get kind of deep into the woods to find the other six gates, or so the legend goes, which can only be seen at night, right? These investigators decided to visit during the day, so they of course only saw the first gate. If you're an investigator, why wouldn't you go at night unless you didn't have permission to go during the night? I don't know.
1: So the other six only appear at night or yep. just the, the Wiccan no, thing?
0: No, the, the other six only appear at night. The only one that you can see during daytime is the first one, according to legend. Huh. Yeah. So they said that they, they did walk around. They walked through the woods and there were a lot of fallen trees that they thought... Would probably look like gateways at night, so that kind of arch or just that kind of formation that looks like a gate that you're gonna walk through. But um, they only walked until they had seen five of the trees shaped like gateways, and then they were like, you know what, we're not gonna risk it just in case these actually are gates. And we didn't even go through them, but we're gonna we're good. That's enough. So they decided to turn back. <laughs> like no more. All
1: right. It's they just like, wanted to see if it exists.
0: Yeah, so they didn't really have any experiences there or anything. They went during daylight hours, so it's not at the time when they could see the other gates. They, um, they didn't walk through any of the gates, so they didn't have any of that kind of experience, but they did say that there was something, like, it made them uncomfortable enough, it made them nervous enough that they didn't want to continue, right?
1: Right. I don't even know that I would have passed the first gate. That's because you're a... DBH. Fuck you, don't even say it.
0: What? Fuck you. Fuck you. I appreciate your love and support.
1: Anytime, baby.
0: So, like I said earlier, there's an India... In India? An indie film based on the legend. Bollywood. And it's called Toad Road. Bollywood probably would have done a fucking awesome job with this, to be quite (laughs) honest. They get some creepy shit out of there. But... So, it's called Toad Road, and it came out in 2013, and it was produced by the uh, by a company owned by Elijah Wood, which I thought was cool. my Are you serious? Serious. Frodo? Elijah Wood? Cool. Never mind.
1: FroYo, You talking about frozen yogurt?
0: You're funny. I'm game. Uh-huh.
1: We got a place just down the street. They open?
0: No, they're not. Probably they not close this around. time. You were a Yeah. So it's about a young man and a woman who decide to get they, they drop acid. So they decide to go hey. on a trip together.
1: This is the movie, you said?
0: Yeah. And then they go for a stroll in the woods because apparently she's obsessed with the legend and she really wants to see if it's true. So, I'm How not going to give go on acid and then go into the woods looking for the gates of hell, right? I know, but it's a movie. And it's an indie film. So, reviews are really mixed. There are some people that fucking hated this film. They're like, this is so boring. And other people thought that this was such a well-done indie film. Mm-hmm. So, I really don't... I didn't look for it. I haven't watched it yet. Although, it's now on my list. I want to see it. Is it on Netflix? I haven't looked. <sighs> we'll have to take a look. Yes. As you know, from this week... From being around me, research took me down kind of a strange path with sure. this this week. So when I started to research the legend, I looked up the seven gates of hell, and two other locations in Pennsylvania kept popping up. I saw Downingtown, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, and Uniontown, Pennsylvania, and both are also said to have gates to hell. And at first, the first, when I was seeing these, I thought, what the fuck, PA really must have a lot of Hellgates or Hellgate Legends. And then I started to find, as I researched them further, a lot of really weird and unexpected connections. So I don't know if potentially the Legends started in one area and then just kind of migrated, but you'll see when I get into it that it's, it's, it's weird. So,
1: maybe it's the 21 gates of hell.
0: It's odd. So I want to get into I want to get into their legends first and then we'll kind of discuss some of the similarities that I found.
2: Oh. oh. Is
0: that good?
1: Oh.
0: No, you fail. Oh. That's better.
1: Put it in my butt.
0: You want it? Is that you're rolling your D's. That's not a D. It is. There's no D in that. Put it in. There's no
1: but it's D. It's
0: Put Prrr. It in my butt? Yes. I just said that on.
1: <laughs> Alright, <I> bet. <laughs> this episode's gonna end early.
0: Uh, no! <laughs>
1: put it in my no, I can't do it.
0: Anyway, we're moving on from putting it put in it your butt. Put it in butt. My butt. I mean, I'm little, and my mom says we're aliens, not mean? of this earth.
1: What, so we're putting it in your
0: butt? putting it in your butt. That's my job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fuck me right here on this table.
0: No, not with the mics on.
1: Yes, with the mics on.
0: You fucking freak. Moving on to the seven gates of hell, not the hell and torment that I'm in at this moment, trying to record. What are you trying to say? I'm recording. I indulge
1: in your fantasies.
0: (sighs) You do indulge in my fantasies, but I don't have to. Can't ever indulge in my
1: fantasies.
0: Fucking air. Okay. So in Downingtown, which is one hour due east of Helm Township, uh, deep in the woods near Sawmill Road. There are supposedly a pair of massive cast iron gates that are painted red, and they used to be the entrance to a, to a gravel drive that led up to a mansion that's now gone. They and can
1: afford a, a cast iron fence, but they can't afford a driveway? Broke-ass bitches.
0: Listen to my story and maybe they'll understand, so fuck okay. off. Okay. First of all, it's remote, and some people like their gravel driveways. Been there. Don't know who. Anyway... Sometime in the 1950s, a man used a gun to murder his entire family, then reportedly what? dragged their bodies down the long driveway and hung them from the fence. Before Why do you returning... keep
1: emphasizing everything at the end of the sentence? <laughs>
0: before returning to the house and killing himself. If you listened to the first part of my story, you would understand, but apparently you tuned Why the fuck out. Why you're
1: emphasizing everything?
0: The bodies were later buried on the grounds. And the house was left as it was the day that they all died, including the bullet holes in the walls and the doors, with most of the building eventually being torn down. You haven't picked up on why I'm emphasizing this. This sounds
1: familiar.
0: Does it? Because it doesn't look like it does to you. It's a good thing you emphasized
1: everything.
0: Mm -hmm. So.
1: I just find it funny. There was a man.
0: Wait, wait. Since then... There has been rumored... Uh, the site has been rumored to attract Satanists. Ah, ah, does that sound familiar? Ah, ah, what? <laughs> and organized crime activity. That's unique. Downingtown has that. <laughs>
1: They're the only place that has yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. Poor Downingtown.
0: Uh, no gates stand in the vicinity any longer, but now one of the largest abandoned properties in the area is surrounded by a chain-link fence, And it's covered in no trespassing signs.
1: Again? Yes. You didn't emphasize that, so I didn't. No trespassing
0: signs are fucking everywhere. Is that better?
1: Better.
2: Okay. Okay,
0: So people have been reported to scale the fence to investigate the property more closely. And those who've been there claim to have seen ghost lanterns kind of glowing in an abandoned Mm -hmm. building where you can see dust cloth covered furniture inside. Which I think is funny because have you ever seen anybody use dust cloths on furniture anywhere? What are dust cloths? It's the it's like the white cloths that people throw over furniture oh, and you always see it in movies, but never. nobody actually does it.
1: Like in Casper?
0: Yeah. No. So you can see dust cloth covered furniture. Why? If everybody's dead, who the fuck cares about the furniture, right? right. Um... Others say they've been chased off the property by large dogs or groups of people in black hoods, and there are also reports of cars stalling on the road in front of the property. Nudge, nudge. And screams that can be heard coming down the driveway, which is now blocked by large boulders. So that's Downingtown.
1: The screams are blocked by large, large boulders? Or the... the
0: driveway is blocked by large boulders. Mm. That's Downingtown. That's the gates of hell. In Downingtown, Pennsylvania, one hour east of Hellam Township, right.
1: How far are these away from us?
0: It's a good drive. I haven't googled the drive from us.
1: Good drive isn't pretty or good, isn't it? Takes a while.
0: Well, if we figure out how far it is to Uniontown, we can kind of figure out how far it is. I think Uniontown is south of Pittsburgh. Let me Google. They it look for like you. they're pretty far south. Anyway. Shall I go on to the next, or are you gonna Google first?
1: I'm gonna Google it, but you can get the. I'll hit you with the fact mid sentence.
0: But you're not gonna be listening. I am listening. Okay.
1: I know how to multitask.
0: So wait, th- what'd you say? You're funny. <laughs> you're a dick. I think you're so funny. <laughs> Three hours to the west of Hellam and four hours to the west of Downingtown, in southwestern PA, is Uniontown. So this one's south of Pittsburgh, so it's almost straight south of us. It looks
1: like about where we stopped for McDonald's on our way back from Myrtle Beach. So about that would be Uniontown. Fifteen, to, yeah. Yeah, but 15, not twenty miles how long north or Downingtown. North of the PA West Virginia border.
0: Okay, I get that. Yep. Um, just outside of town of Uniontown, where we apparently stopped for McDonald's. On Tent Church Road, there are a locked set of imposing gates that can be found, and legend says that up the drive from the gate, a husband and wife, and there are a couple variations of the legend that say possibly four children, lived in the house that once stood there.
1: <laughs> what the fuck was that? Not cool, brother. How do you spell hell in town? <laughs> A.M.?
0: Uh-huh. Hellum Township.
1: I think you said Helen. Don't ever fart like that. <laughs> I'm serious. Alright. stop. So, Hellum is... <laughs> Don't. Stop <solve> it. Gross.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Go ahead. Hellum is...
1: Helm's about five and a half hours away from us. Okay. But that's taken, like, you know. In the <laughs> Stop it. You're not funny. You're disgusting. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> ah.
0: Sorry. Tell me again. Helm is how far?
1: Five and a half hours away. That's if you're fucking gaseous turbo <laughs> booster donkey again. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Continuum Hellem Town. Just kidding, Union Town.
0: Yeah, so thank you for your information about how far Hellum Township is from us. Anytime We're there, get,
1: my guy.
0: Gonna get crackin' right back into Let's Union whoosh. Town. Get back in it. Whip it. Whip it real good. So, okay. The husband and wife and potentially four children, right? The husband goes crazy, unexplainably, unexplainably, and kills the wife and the kids in the variation, and then burns the house down before killing himself.
1: You think he'd kill himself at the same time he burns the house down? That's what I do. I
0: mean, I guess you could set the house on fire and then kill yourself right there.
1: That's true. It's
0: a little bit morbid to think about, but it's a possibility. So, now the location is considered haunted, and... The gates, which are surrounded again by no trespassing signs, are said to be a portal to hell.
1: Does anybody own the property now?
0: Uh, Yes, it's privately owned. Uh, People claim that if you park at the end of the drive at night, you'll hear strange noises. um, Children's laughter, whispering, or the sounds of many people talking all at once. And others have seen shadows and flashes of lights or uh, balls of light. Like orbs? Yeah, like orbs. Uh, one person I saw online was relating a story from their cousin who visited visited the location with a group of friends one night. And this had to have been many years ago because it was before cell phones. So it's been a while. Uh-huh. Anyway, they said that in front of the gates, uh, the cousin gets out of the group's vehicle and goes up to the gate. And they're trying to strike up some activity from the spirits. And then when nothing happened, he returned and... Uh, The group began to just kind of sit and chat and pass some of the time, kind of waiting to see if something happened. So they're all sitting in the vehicle together, right? And then suddenly, the cousin shushes everybody because he thought he'd heard something. So everyone goes silent. And they all begin to hear what sounds like many voices talking all at the same time just on the other side of the gate. So it sounds like it's right there because they're parked up against the gate. They're right there.
1: Are they in their car?
0: They're in their car, but they can hear all these voices. So, one member sees what they describe as a blue ball of light floating near the gate. And as it moves toward the vehicle, the group's like, fuck this shit. Let's get the hell out of here, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't want anything to do with it. Let's go. This is cool. Yeah, it's haunted as shit. Get the fuck out of here.
1: We have our proof.
0: Yep, good. Floating ball of light. Yeah, that's what scares me. Bunch of ghostly voices, not so spooky, don't know how that works, like. whatever. So, the cousin throws the car into reverse and tries to speed out of there, so he slams his foot on the accelerator, but almost as soon as they begin to move, the front end of the vehicle comes crashing down. And when I, at first when I read this, I was like, what the fuck? What kind of, did they hit a pothole? What, what causes that, right? They go out and they check the vehicle to see what happened, and they see that the passenger side si, passenger side tire had completely come off <laughs> and the lug nuts were missing. Well, damn. Yeah. Do you remember that video we watched a while back of the dude driving his pickup down the road with the tire that had no lug nuts? Uh-huh. It made me think of that, but if you tried to speed it up, because that dude was driving fairly slowly, but this guy's trying to speed out of there. Right. And just, just snap <laughs> him off. Yep. Made me think of that dude. So, they freak out, of course. Um, the cousin goes to get a flashlight, and he's trying to search for the missing lug nuts, but can't find any. So, the whole group just hoofs it out of there, and they find the next house down the road and call um, a tow truck from there, and they never go back to the property ever again.
1: Did they get the car or did the tow truck driver die?
0: Tow truck driver did not die, from what I could tell from the story. I think that would have been included. Um... Though I may be wrong, they might not give a shit about tow truck drivers. Right,
1: that's what I would think.
0: Yeah. So, that's the story. You are appreciated,
1: tow truck drivers.
0: But, so you can see why as I was going through these legends and all these gates of hell in Pennsylvania popping up, I'm thinking, this is oddly familiar, right? I saw a bunch of similarities across all of these locations and um, they... The big ones that popped out were that there's a house that was once sitting back in the woods at the end of a long, secluded drive at the head of which stood a gate. And murders of potentially a whole family um, by a man occurred at those locations, and then the house either burned down or it was demolished. And now the properties are surrounded by no trespassing signs, and the gates may or may not still stand. So there's a bunch of similarities in and the,
1: the children or families on the yeah, gate.
0: Yeah, right. So it's weird, or even some of the experiences that people are saying they've had with their cars stalling out and all that. So <laughs> I watched that movie with Jess this week, right? Uh-huh. We did the... Right. Since we're long distance, we did a Zoom meeting and we watched the movie together. We watched Sinister, and kind of the idea of Sinister is it's essentially the boogeyman but it's not the boogeyman it's like some ancient god that sounds like boogeyman and he gets so whole families are disappearing they're dying except for a child one child disappears the rest of the family dies and it just kind of makes me think of that movie of it's the same pattern in all these different locations but there's no real link between the locations necessarily that the normal person sees That's what popped into my head when I'm reading all Uh this and I'm seeing all this. It's Like, this is weird. So, since the Seven Gates of Hell hell in Hellum Township is the most famous legend, I assume that that maybe that was the first, so that's the most cemented. Um, But there's never an asylum in the township. The township is really, like, we had a doctor, don't know anything about a family that killed themselves. There was definitely never an asylum. So I kind of decided, I I dug a little bit into it to see if there might have been an asylum nearby that could have inspired that part of the legend. Mm -hmm. And I found one not far. It's in Embryville. It's called Embryville State Hospital, and it's an hour away. The place never burned down, though. like, Like any other asylum, it didn't have the best reputation. And as I'm looking at Embryville and where it's located on the map you know, how Google map pops up, I see that it is just south of Downingtown. Like it is miles south of Downingtown. It's just, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked into a little further and um, I wanted to see how close it was to Hallam and how close it was to Downingtown. It's like an, a 15 minute drive, maybe south of Downingtown. It's only a couple miles. It's not, not quite eight miles, I think. Due south. Due south. So you go Hellam, due east, to Downingtown, and then due south to Embryville, where the asylum is, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Weird. So I'm digging a little further, and I'm going, okay, well, what about Uniontown? This kind of pops up in my head to just check these places, and see what it's like in relation to the other locations, and because they, because they all look when you're looking at them on a big map of the state, and Pennsylvania is a big state. They all look like they're on kind of the same line. And so I looked, and being the weirdo that I am, um, I looked up their latitudinal coordinates, and they're really close. So, Hellam Township, I'm going to round this up a little bit just to make it simple. Hellam Township is 40.03 degrees north, and Downingtown is 40.0 degrees north. So, they're right. Hellam is... Literally due west of Downingtown, mm-hmm. they're on the same latitude. And then, about eight miles due south of Downingtown is Embryville at thirty nine point nine three degrees north. I took that all the way out to Uniontown to kind of see on the other side of the state, and Uniontown is at thirty nine point nine degrees north so Embryville 39.93 Uniontown 39.9
1: so you think there's a correlation
0: it's weird because I couldn't find any other mentions of gates to hell anywhere else in Pennsylvania it's these three locations all along this line and then the weird Embryville do you think there's others connects
1: in different states along the same latitudinal line
0: I don't know. I didn't look into other states. We, I could look at other states. I know that there are gates of hell. It's going to be your fun fact for next episode. Everywhere? Yeah, I should totally do that. <laughs> there are gates of hell reported all over the place, but that's a that's a good question. I don't know what it's like in other states. But it was weird for Pennsylvania to be that the only three mentions of gates to hell that I could find in the whole state were all basically along the same line. hmm that's weird. Like I said, I don't know if maybe it moved way back in the 1800s or early 1900s. There was a road that connected all of them. So maybe the legend, the urban legend just traveled that kind of a path or what. But they're oddly similar. Almost For the sure. exact same legend.
1: Right. It's a bit creepy.
0: So that is the seven gates of hell in Pennsylvania. <sighs>
1: Thank you for sharing with us, Miss M. You're welcome. Emory.
0: Emma Would you like a pea break, Mr. Yes. Joel? How was your pea break?
1: Fantastic. How was yours?
0: <laughs> I feel relieved. Good. So I had I had a little thing. While um, I was on my pee break, of course, I get on social media and do what people do when they're on their pee breaks. And I found this thing that I I had to share because it made me laugh. It says, believing a mask is going to stop corona is like believing your undies will stop a fart. (laughs) That's so funny. It's too silly. It's
1: like they make me wear a mask at work.
0: Yeah, but especially the homemade masks. That shit ain't stopping anything.
1: Right. Still better than nothing, I guess, but...
0: It, yeah. It... Also, aside from coronavirus, I wanted to give... Uh, I, want, I, I haven't given Jess a real shout-out. I've talked about her a couple times on the show, but I want to shout-out to one of my good friends, Jess, over in State College, doing her grad degree, kick-ass chick. I really like her. Glad I met her. Super cool. Hopefully, y'all get her on the the show at some point, Russian heritage. So I think we're going to do a Russian episode, Russian-themed episode. So what's your story tonight from Pennsylvania? Uh, the
1: Eastern State Penitentiary.
0: I don't think that's how it's pronounced.
1: It is, you uncultured swine.
0: He's making shut up as you go, like usual.
1: Are you the one who researched the Eastern State Penitentiary?
0: No, but I've heard it said a few times, so
1: heard it okay you didn't research it sit the fuck down bro
0: did you google how to pronounce it i don't need to google doesn't
1: know everything emily don't Um, you know that you can't believe every single (sighs) thing that you believe on the internet fuck off it was built in 1829
0: the internet is wisdom
1: built in 1829 eastern state penitentiary housed nearly 70,000 of the most hardcore lawbreakers from the eastern coast. As well as people who, you know, committed petty crimes. All kinds of people. It Takes all walks of life. Huh? Mm.
0: It's a big place, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yes and no. Uh, some noteworthy criminals who had to stay here include Al Capone, a true gangster.
0: Wait, wasn't Al Capone also out at... um. I have Rikers stuck in my head, but that's New York. Oh, um, my God. San Francisco.
1: In Calvin. The huh? one I did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alcatraz. Yeah. Wasn't he also there? Uh-huh. Oh, so he moved around a bit.
1: Yeah, he spent quite a bit of time. Okay. Um. Willie Sutton, who is a bank robber, and James Bruno, along with his brothers, uh, who is an alleged murderer in the Calaires massacre of 1934 so there's a lot of just you know normal people in along with some some badass motherfuckers uh it, it was a massive structure the the walls of the halls stood over 30 feet tall like this thing just looked like a castle
0: i think it's funny that i said it's pretty big and you're like meh and then a couple minutes later you go it's a massive structure okay
1: not You said that after I said 70,000. It's not that big in terms of how many people it can hold. But the thing itself was huge.
0: Yeah, it looks like a fucking castle.
1: Yes. Uh, It had 20-inch thick concrete reinforced walls. I mean, it's literally... It's like a castle was plopped down in the middle of a city.
0: Yeah, it's like they prepared it to be sieged during war. Right. Like... Everybody else can go down, but this fucking place is staying closed.
1: Right. your motherfucker staying up in this bitch. So it was originally designed to hold around 250 inmates.
0: It's not that many, really.
1: This is, yeah, that's why it's not that big. Um, in solitary confinement. So that's one person, one person per cell.
0: Wait, so 250 people for solitary confinement.
1: Correct. This is how it was originally designed.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was originally designed to rehabilitate people, wasn't it?
1: Let me tell my story. Uh,
0: Hey, I'm sorry. Sorry I know shit.
1: During periods of its operation, it was home to more than 1,700 people at a time. So
0: 250. 1,700. 1,700. A little bit of a discrepancy there.
1: Less than or equal to, right um, it was said to be monumental in reforming the American prison system when it was built. They were to focus on the reforming of prisoners rather than punishment. Um, and there was a the, the model that it was coined would be, uh, become to be known as the Pennsylvania system. Uh, Way to go, PA. All right, And it went, went against the widely used system in the United States, where prisoners were forced to work together in silence, and physical, physical punishment was enforced when someone misbehaved. And this was known as the New York system.
0: Oh, even better. Way to go, New York. All right.
1: At the time of its completion, the prison was the largest and most expensive public building to be erected in the United States. It had a wagon wheel spoke like layout. Um, so if you can think of yeah. like the center, you know, mm-hmm. the hub, and then it went outwards.
0: With halls in all directions. Right. wings and all so directions. So
1: I would say, you know, mostly like a modern day prison, at least large scale prisons. Uh, to keep prisoners separate from each other in the hopes of better reformment. Reformment. The warden was legally obligated to visit every prisoner every day. And the overseers, so like the guards and counselors every and everything. Every prisoner, every day. Yep.
0: 1,700 prisoners.
1: Well, it was modeled at 250.
0: Yeah, but still, mm. damn.
1: All the guards and everybody were uh, required to see each inmate three times a day. Inmate? Inmate. The doors of the cells were so small, inmates could have would have a hard time getting in and out. Uh, and this was uh, possibly so that, you know, they would have a hard time to attack officers mm-hmm. outside. Uh, others believe it to be so they would have to essentially bow when entering their cell.
0: Were they short or were they skinny?
1: They were short. Uh, from oh, okay. the pictures I saw, they looked like less than three feet tall.
0: Wow, that's really short. I yeah. mean, that would be a lot for me to bow to that, Right. A full-grown man, I can't imagine. Yeah. I'm sorry, Emmett's. Mm-hmm feeling snuggling right, right now, so
1: you're gonna hear them. So this design was being, uh, this design being related to the religious inspiration of the prison. Concrete walls and small skylights uh, were all that made up their home. The prisoner's home. The
0: cell. Yeah, and this is supposed to bring them back around to being better people. Right. Finding them in tiny ass spaces with only a little yeah, bit so of Yeah, so there's
1: obviously still a little bit of psychological... Uh, punishment in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. There was a the the skylight in there is supposed to represent the eye of God, giving the the tenants of the cell the idea that God is always watching. There was one thing that I saw that, um, which was kind of um, debunked, I guess in a sense, that this was a very Quaker Quakerian Quakerite. I don't know how to say that, that it was mostly, you know, the the design of the prison was mostly influenced by Quaker values, but it, it only like a quarter or so of the board of, of developers who created the prison were Quaker. Um, yeah. so that was kind of like, you know, no.
0: Quakers were really peaceful people. I don't, I could right, not Right, which was them. why
1: the... the that, that that it was believed because the the model the ideology of the prison when it was built was that it was to be more for Reformation. teaching, yeah. And you you know you kind of you understand the wrong that you did and you take that chance while you're there to make yourself a better person. Outside of the cells, there were individual cells for exercise. With, again, high walls so that prisoners could not communicate to one another. Exercise, exercise time was set so that no two neighboring inmates would be outside at the same time. And when a prisoner left their cell for any reason, they would have a hood placed over their head so others couldn't see who they are.
0: That sounds like um, the old, old Melbourne Jail. Because they had hoods that they wore over their heads when mm-hmm. they left. Yeah. But God, could you imagine, it's mm-hmm. bad during coronavirus being isolated from people, but you literally can't even talk to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That would drive you insane. You are alone 24-7 and you can't talk to anybody that you know. Right, the probably only you probably make sure that in you contact don't get with, chummy with anybody.
1: The only person you come in contact with was the garden and then you would probably wouldn't even see him.
0: Fuck that, man. That would drive a person mm-hmm. insane after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Has anybody seen Castaway? Well, <laughs> son, you start to lose your mind. Right.
1: And the doors even had heavy wooden um, panels over them too. They were iron doors, you know, so you couldn't communicate iron at cells. all. Cells, right? So it was completely closed off. That the only sucks. the only light you got was the skylight that was above you.
0: But at least they, if you needed to spank one out, you could do it in private, right. I guess.
1: but you wouldn't have anything to do with, I guess.
0: Imagination. I'm sure after a while you get pretty That's good true. at imagination. <laughs> Keep yourself company. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, the inmates were, however, allowed to have gardens and pets in their exercise yard. One upside, maybe? They were provided with a faucet over a flush toilet as well as heat in the winters. Uh, and toilets were remotely flushed twice a week by the cell block guards, and but you so but, that
0: sat in there for like four days.
1: Um, I don't, you know, I didn't really understand that because so the faucet went over the toilet, right? So anytime you would use the faucet, it would push it down the toilet. But
0: that probably still smelled. There must have right. been like some kind of greater pipe or holding tank or something. Maybe. But smell.
1: this came at a time also when um, the White House didn't even have plumbing, internal plumbing. Uh, so well, this was quite, quite ahead of its time.
0: And shit in his backyard, that's okay.
1: While the penitentiary was designed to move the criminal towards spiritual reflect and change, uh, the reality was that the guards and counselors created their own variety of physical and psychological torture. Prisoners would be drenched in freezing water, then tied outside in the winter until uh-huh. ice would form on their bodies. <gasps> Hung out there for you know hours on end. Sometimes they would even spend the night.
0: How did they survive that?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm that sure some is of them so didn't.
0: Fucked up.
1: Um, another thing was uh, this was mostly uh, used against prisoners who would talk back or wouldn't follow, you know, like no, no speech rules, I guess you could say, like when they weren't allowed to talk, um, guards would chain their tongues to their wrists in a device called the iron cage in a way that struggling against the chain would tear their tongue. Ew. And there were a lot of people that actually bled out and died from this.
0: From, ah, no. mm -mm. Oh my God. No. From your tongue? No. Mouths. Why mouths? Why did you have to go with mouths?
1: Because you had, you know, if you talk out.
0: Oh, golly, how do you. mm I can't.
1: Nothing was strapping prisoners to chairs with tight leather restraints for days on end. Often it was uh, tied down so tight that circulation would be cut off and later requiring amputation. <sighs> the worst behaved prisoners would be sent to a pit called. Of course, the hole, which was an underground cell block under cell block 14, they would have no light, no human contact, very little food, and very little fresh air uh, for as long as two weeks.
0: I almost honestly feel like that might be a little bit of a step up from being tied down to the point where your right. body parts have to be amputated. At least you get away from the fuckers that do it all to you. Being ripped. Yeah. It's, okay, send me to the dark hole where I don't eat for a little while. I might like make I need it to lose that. some
1: weight, anyways.
0: <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. So, I just I can't with this.
1: Can't? Can't even?
0: The tongue. I can't get over the tongue, man.
1: That's don't talk rough. back. Iron gauge.
0: Bite your tongue.
1: Don't bite your tongue. <laughs> So, after 141 years, the prison shut down in 1971 due to lack of resources and money.
0: It's a big motherfucker trying to run that thing.
1: Right. And it actually closed down in um, 1969, but there was an issue. I forget the what prison it was. Uh, there was an issue there, and they had to send some of the inmates over here. For a little while, so it was officially shut down as a prison in 1971. Uh, the massive structure was raided by trespassers and overtaken by nature. There were forests that actually grew in cell blocks. Huh. It was essentially kept in a kind of preserved ruins. Yeah. State, so you know, just enough to keep it standing, but it wasn't habitable it's by anybody. It still and- so in the mid '90s, it was taken over by a nonprofit in hopes of refurbishing it. In the '80s, there was a bit of talk also about uh, like turning it into a shopping center. So some retail. No. Retail uh, things. I mean, it was it's I right hope, in no. downtown Philly, so no. it's a perfect spot for all no. that bullshit.
0: It's a perfect spot to get your ass fucking haunted. That's what it is. Okay, back
1: about in the 80s, Put they didn't your, care no. about haunting.
0: They sure did. Where do you think Amityville came from? It was like the 70s.
1: Okay, but we're also living 2020 where every other show is a haunting show. They it's still not talk as big of a it. thing. No. It then and still now... It then and, and is still now standing as a museum and became a National Historic Site. Guided tours can be taken as well as self-guided tours, uh, which you wear headphones with. And <laughs> it's funny. It's narrated mostly by Steve Buscemi.
0: That's great. That's one of my favorite actors. Right? <laughs> I love Steve Buscemi.
1: As well as some other guards uh, who give accounts you know, as you walk past certain areas.
0: Now I want to go just to hear Steve Buscemi yeah. narrate this.
1: <laughs> so... As early as the 1940s, officers and prisoners reported mysterious visions and eerie experiences in the prison, many of which corroborated with each other. So it's not like just one person, you know, said one thing and that's it. Like there's a lot of people who tell the same story.
0: It's really not that early, though, if you think about it, because it was around for 141 years in 1972 when it shut down. Yeah. So this is... 30 years before so 110 years in now they're going okay maybe there's something going on here some of the first occurrences well at least some of the most early
1: reported ones cell block 12 is known for echoing voices in spooky laughs cell block 6 being known for shadow figures darting in and along the walls and then there's cell block the four, which is notorious for ghostly faces appearing to visitors.
0: I don't think I could deal with the, the ghostly faces just popping up. Yeah, so I suppose it depends on how they appear.
1: That's true. You'd probably freak out in this case. Gary Johnson, uh, who is a man who helps maintain the crumbling building, and he was mo- he was a I guess a locksmith mostly. He had a ghostly encounter in the 1990s. He had just opened a lock to one of the cells in Soblog floor when he reports a force gripping him so tightly that he was unable to move. He says a negative, horrible energy exploded out of the cell. Tormented faces appeared in the cell walls. One form beckoned to him.
0: More than one face appeared in the cell walls?
1: Yeah. Uh, some ple- people believe that when he turned the key, it unlocked a gateway for the trapped souls of the cell. So he kind of he unlocked that lock that has been around for 140 years or so.
0: Has nobody unlocked it before?
1: Well, yes, but it's it, that that lock had been there since mm-hmm. the prison existed. You know, in into the spiritual world, that lock might signify. You know,
0: it makes me think of like. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me think of, like, in Spongebob when they open the doors for Krusty Krab and all the people come jamming through at the same time. It is <laughs> just kind of help spirit to like, get me the fuck out of here. Right?
1: Accurate representation. Uh, a lot of people report a guard, which can be seen in the watchtowers, one of the watchtowers. Uh, the catwalk is an area where many paranormal events have occurred. Here, a shadow figure was caught on a video. And people have felt extreme temperature fluctuations, and one visitor had captured a male voice saying, "I'm lonely" on an EVP. Throughout the prison, visitors and staff reported disembodied screams, cries of pain, sadistic laughter, laughter, and whispers. Others have reported the sounds of cell door handles jingling, furniture being dragged across. Furniture being dragged across floors.
0: Is that beer getting to you now? Throughout
1: the prison, visitors and staff reported disembodied screams, cries of pain, sadistic laughter, and whispers. Others have reported the sounds of cell door handles jiggling. Uh, Furniture being dragged (laughs) across... Furniture being dragged across floors i'm
0: leaving this shit in, <laughs> no you're not
1: <laughs> large objects rolling on the roof and ghostly footsteps many have seen sudden orbs or streaks of light appearing Have felt unseen people tapping them on the shoulder and get overwhelming sensations of being watched and in general have feelings of dread and there's um i know the one that we don't like, I like mostly you Zach Baggins, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Um, he said that this was the most haunted place on earth.
0: He says that like every place he ever goes to. I'm sure to. he
1: does. But yeah, they did a they did an investigation here. Um, and they had a bit of, of reaction. And then there was also Ghost Hunters.
0: Yes, Ghost Hunters. Who. That was like season two that they went there. Yeah.
1: Who also said that this was a very active place Mm -hmm. and they had gotten i believe an evp and
0: they got an unusual video yeah it looked like a body of somebody trying to walk away from the camera and i remember that episode very vividly yeah it was one of the most famous episodes
1: so they had quite gotten quite a bit of that there
0: (sighs) ghost adventures man it's not that i entirely discount them but it just feels like it's so more much more theatrical than is anything. Very theatrical. Yeah, I agree. feel particularly Zach. Not necessarily everybody else, but yeah, Zach. It's also me, a it show at the up. same
1: point at the same time, so you kind of have to expect it. They have yeah, to show I mean, it up. I
0: guess up. so, but it's just too much.
1: People want that excitement every single episode.
0: I don't like how Zach wants to constantly isolate people. That's just terrible investigating.
1: Yeah, I know how you feel.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Don't
1: do it. Pulled a story from Reddit in the subreddit paranormal by user Samantha underscore static with a K. Uh, And she says, I'm guessing a she. I've gone numerous times over the past dozen years to just walk around. Even in the daytime, there's this presence you feel the second you walk through the front gates. Part of it's just the sheer size. And let's face it, it's a prison. It's supposed to be intimidating and so much negativity that goes on in a prison leaves its mark. About 11 years ago, I got the chance to spend a few hours at night in the prison. At the time, the the show Ghost Hunters was really popular and there was an event held featuring Jason Hawes, Grant Wilson, Steven Gonzalez, yeah, and other people that are part of the paranormal field such as John Zaffis, Chris Fleming, and Chip Kofi. The guy who played Andy in the first two Child's Play movies was there as well, which sounds odd, but he was a huge fan of the Ghost Hunters show. The event as a whole was pretty neat. I'm not a paranormal investigator, but I've had many experiences and and it intrigues me. I also really wanted to experience the prison at night. I'm so glad I did because it was definitely interesting. And the infamous Cell block 12, I witnessed many dark shadows flitting from cell to cell, flying across one side to another. At one point, Grant scared the crap out of me by popping out of a cell, all excited, telling me I had to go in and check it out, because he had been hearing footsteps in it. Sure enough, after a few minutes of standing still and silent in the middle of the room, I began to get this feeling of being watched. Nobody was outside of the cell. It began to get uncomfortable the best way i can describe it is it felt like somebody was circling me and then i did hear a few scraping steps going around me later that night chris fleming took a group of us to another cell block and asked if anyone felt they were sensitive and happened to have a recorder i did and he had everyone else line up along each side of the long corridor instructed instructed me to walk down the center asking questions or picking people to ask one on their own I was wearing sneakers so my feet didn't make a sound and everyone else was told to remain quiet unless I tapped on them. Just as I reached a girl about a quarter of the way down, I was about to tap on her shoulder when suddenly the sound of heavy boots came from the catwalk above us. There was no railing up there so it was not in use. No one goes up there. We both looked up and of course there's nothing there, but the bootsteps were clear as day. Then faded into nothing. The girl and I confirmed we'd both heard it, but strangely, only those of us right near the spot had heard it. No one else further down did. Later, when I listened to my recorder, I had, in fact, caught the footsteps both in the cell I stood in as well as the cell block. The creepy thing was that also recorded from the cell was a deep male voice whispering. I wish I saw the recorder, but I got lost during a move.
0: Damn it! That would have been so cool. Right. I would have totally listened to that for sure.
1: For sure.
0: I want to hear all of the EVPs. They're creepy, but I fucking love them. Yeah. I think EVPs are so cool.
1: And that was her story.
0: That's a good story. Yeah. Damn! I cannot wait. I hope I get to go on some paranormal investigations soon.
1: I had walked by the prison, the penitentiary. Sorry.
0: When you went to visit your sister.
1: Yeah. And it is, it's just a massive building and it looks so out of place because it's in, it's, it's fairly close to the museum of uh, natural arts, the history museum. I don't remember whatever the fuck it's called, but it's in downtown Philly and not right downtown, but it's in, you, you know, like houses city. and other buildings that are packed. Up right, right. There's a lot of it. businesses, small buildings. And then, then there's this thing, just this massive concrete and stone structure that stands out right on the street and And it's it's just
0: dark gray and it looks like a castle that should have a moat around it right yeah
1: it definitely doesn't look like it belongs where it does where it sits
0: Mm -hmm. do you wish you'd gone in no (laughs) are you ever gonna go check it out would you please come check it out with me
1: i'd go with you probably yeah maybe
0: You're starting to sway a little bit on the stuff. You'd have to do
1: some things for me.
0: Make you shepherd's pie? Yes. Shepherd's pie would work? Wink, wink. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wink, wink. You're a dweeb.
1: Thank you. So that is my story on the Eastern State Penitentiary.
0: That's some good stuff. That's a creepy place.
1: It seems like
0: it. I... I mean, I knew a lot about the history of that place, but I didn't necessarily know a lot about the haunting of the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't much that I could really find in the way of, like, personal accounts. There's a few things on Reddit. but Try finding personal of them,
0: accounts about urban legends.
1: But a lot of the ones on Reddit kind of just, to me, seemed, like, far-fetched.
0: They seemed like stories that somebody was writing just up. Just writing up yep. to
1: make them sound cool. This one seemed to be fairly... Legit.
0: Um, yeah. Realistic.
1: Realistic. Yeah. Um,
0: Based in reality.
1: Yeah. Other ones are just on a dark gloomy day. I the, know. The sky was overcast. When
0: somebody's like, I And turn- the crows
1: were crowing outside when I first walked through the gates. It's like, all right, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> My favorite are when you're reading a personal story and somebody goes, I said this to this person and then this person said this. And they winked, and they got this reaction from somebody else, and bl- And it's just such detail that you're going, There's, it's just not realistic. Nobody remembers that shit. Right. Unless you have an eidetic memory, which few of us do, you're not remembering that crap. It's just write, writing it up, making something up. Yeah. Don't appreciate it. Give me a real story. And
1: even if it was a genuine experience, you're still pulling every single string yeah, to its like furthest just you know, make extent. your experience
0: what it is i'll listen to it if it sounds like you're not making shit up just to become famous for some horror story that you wrote
1: becoming famous off reddit yeah
0: people try there's some good stuff on reddit though there are some people on there's reddit some that, genuine shit yeah for sure. oh for sure
1: it's a good place to to put out your stories.
0: And it's not to say that I don't think people have real experiences at all. That is not the case. But there are people who absolutely Just had trying their to get stories. a few karma yeah. points, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of stories, we don't have any personal accounts tonight.
1: So send us your fucking stories, you assholes. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, dickweeds. Conflict. What does it Mona Lisa say? What, what does Mona Lisa say? I don't on? know.
1: You're obsessed with that show. I'm not.
0: weeds.
1: You deal how weeds.
0: did I not know that Diddy had an Instagram? You do weeds. <laughs> jag how come weeds. you aren't, That's what it is, jag weeds. How come
1: you aren't sending us your stories, you jagweeds?
0: Yeah, Yes, send us your stories, bitches, bitches. So, don't forget if you want to send us your stories and you want them shared on the show, you can send them to drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail or if you just want them to be kept private, that is totally cool, too. You can send them to us and we can just discuss them. I've, I've had a few people send me their personal stories that want to be kept off the air and we just talk about them. That's absolutely fine. Um, but you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Drink Drunk Dead. Follow me on Twitter. I'm awesome. You. I'm awesome. You're not on Twitter. Fuck you. You don't. You don't give do me anything. access to this shit. Whatever. You just bitch about this every fucking episode. Yeah, cause I don't care. because you never give me access every episode. Because I don't care.
1: Because fuck you. Because you're not. Because fuck you.
0: Whatever. Love you too. Give me
1: access, but I get more likes on my post than you would on yours. Yeah, bet. Bet.
0: Anyway, follow us on name social and media. password
1: right now. Say it on the air. <laughs>
0: I think that's about it for us. Now that you've uh, effectively cursed me out and belittled me on our show, thank Did you. I do much. it enough. Yeah, I think you're you're pretty solid. It's good. It's effective. Everybody,
1: bow down to the queen, Emmeray. Fucking
0: right, Queen Emmeray.
1: Stories aren't as good as mine, but it's okay. I am okay.
0: queen of being drunk. Let's go. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like being drunk.
1: I know you don't. So, shall we
0: raise a toast to our our ghosts? ghosts?